bed here. Amen. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Which day is this? Twelve day. Amen. We're making progress. Nine days more, have you? Okay. Maybe this last one week will make it very interesting. It will be announced on on Sunday. Very interesting week. Very interesting. Very fruitful week. Hallelujah. Amen. I've been trying to feel the thing. I'm not feeling it yet. So I, I want to feel it next week. God is faithful. Glory. All right. Now, this night, by the mercies of God, we'll just be looking at faithful stewardship. One key to financial prosperity is a proper understanding of stewardship. Amen. Stewardship. So I just want to introduce that one today and then um, we will use other days ahead of us to do justice to that very important thing. I, I don't want us to miss out of God's program for us in this very first month and of course the whole year. Um, so we've got to go into the issue of stewardship. Amen. Yeah, cast steward anything, clean anything. Awesome for awesome for so for Obia or share ideas so ama obi and any dia now shasu a melgaza some foi or some nancasa nancupa do more diama or near one dia or diama on the maudism in the young one in Granodia. Amen. You see, we have to come to understand that the whole issue about the Christian walk is nothing but stewardship. Stewardship. But it's a privileged stewardship that God himself said, this is my own vineyard. Come and work in it. And you are not just working. There are things you are holding and you are, you hold them in trust for me for the most high God himself. So we'll just be looking at those things uh, gradually, gradually. I pray that you allow your spirit to catch that which we're talking about. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and trust you by the spirit of God to give us deeper understanding onto the issues of our stewardship. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have your seat. Hallelujah. Is that sound okay? It doesn't sound good in my ears. Amen. Now, let's just quickly read First uh, Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2, and then we go on to um, Philippians for this night. Let's read verses 1 and 2 then. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ, and stewards of the mysteries of God. Now, two. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man or one be found faithful. It is required. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So we are stewards handling the mysteries of the kingdom. That's those of us who stand at the altar and talk about the word of God. We handle the mysteries of God. Those of us who minister in diverse places, we are handling the mysteries of the kingdom. We are stewards. 
if you want to go far in your walk with the Lord, and if you want to enjoy the fullness of the bliss that flows from his presence, then you must always remember that you are a steward. Amen. Now, many of us don't give offerings because we own the money. We do what? Oh, tell me now. We do what? We own. We are the owners of the money. So there's pain when we are releasing the money. So I, I don't understand you. Somebody's money is in your pocket. And he says, I need part of the money for my work. And, and you're angry. And you, you say it pains you that you are giving out. That I'm afraid that the money will finish. Is it your money? That is a crude way to put it. Very crude. Very, very crude. It smacks of wickedness. That a person gives his items to you and he says, I want part of it. And you now begin to defend the items much more than the owner of the item. It's wickedness, if not robbery. Amen. Say, <laughs> I'm a steward unto the most high God. In everything. In how many things? Everything. I'm a steward. My life is from him and my life belongs to him. All the members of my body, they belong to him. There is nothing that I can say with certainty that this is mine. No. That understanding is what Paul presented to us in Galatians 2 and verse 20. Can we look at that one? Galatians 2 and verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I have been crucified. This is New King James. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. The Bible said that Christ in you, the hope of what? Glory. So Christ is the one that lives in you. You don't have any life. You are living on borrowed life. With borrowed head. A borrowed neck. Borrowed eyes and borrowed ears, everything borrowed. Everything. So when it's time for you to carry tables, carry items in the church for the work of God to be done, and you begin to look at your body, God begins to wonder, what is she looking at? Or what is he looking at? Is there anything over there that belongs to him or her that he's looking at? You watch your hands. There will be blisters in my hand when I weed. Is that hand for you? It's not your hand. The owner of the hand needs it for his work. That is all about our lives. Stewards. For we died and we rose again in Christ. And we have no life outside the life of Christ that is at work in us. Have this understanding. It will humble you. It will give you confidence in your service in the kingdom. And your service will be pure. It will be what? Pure. If you want to know that you always have reserve team. Reserve what? Team. How many of you played some football before? Or you don't play football but you are an addict, a football addict. Okay, how many played? Let me, let me see your hand up. Don't, 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 don't raise your hand where I see you. Josiah, where did you play football? <laughs> Praise God. Football, you played? I see. You did? Who is that? Is that AJ? You play football? Oh. I'm happy I know you are a watcher of football. Are you also a player? Yeah, sister. Did you play football? At which level? 
And I'm not talking about professional. At which level? Okay, don't worry. We will start a female football team and you will be the captain. Praise God. You play football? <laughs> now, you see, when you're on the field, you always have reserve. reserve. And, and your prayer is that somebody should, be, should come and sit down. They are not saying be wounded. They say somebody should come and sit down. How the person will come is not important. So they, when they sit down for a while, they got to begin to warm up. Just to let you know, in case you refuse to do well, somebody else is coming. Now you see, in the issues of the kingdom, you always have people on their standby. And so Samuel told Saul, the king, he said, your place has been given to a better neighbor, a better neighbor. There's always somebody else standing by the side. So you've got to be extremely careful that you are what you are today by privilege. And you have what you have today by privilege. Your appointment is nothing but a steward. So Bishop James Sam made a statement one day. He said the greatest title that every believer should, should praise is servant of God. Servant of who? God. It's not that I'm a bishop. Whether you are bishop or shogby or pope, Emeritus, Paratus, whichever one you are, servant of God, a steward of God. So your eloquence, your ability to organize things, every such ability God gave to you for a purpose and you don't have rule over these things. So you don't have a choice to make as to whether you want to use it for the kingdom or not. These are very crude ways of telling you what you must know. It's a bit crude, you understand, but that's, that's the truth. You see, asem, 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 no crazy and can't to sebi. I mean, oh, your bar, because all your bar, sebi, that's the truth, that's a fact. So, your bar, simple. And now we are Bema. And why you late? So, why you late? And yes, said, why you late? Said, why you late? Yeah, I said, <laughs> praise God. All right. Now, so it is required a man in, in a steward that a man be found faithful. So as a steward, what God is looking out for is faithfulness. Faithfulness. Not, not faithfulness. It is faithfulness. That you are doing whatever you are doing from the heart. With all humility and with joy and excitement serving your father. And yet, yeah, mammy, she oh, but but awesome. I will feel a cumum, not the energy and a year. Take note of this one you can be busy in the church, and your busyness is not rewarded by God because you are a pleaser of men not one that pleases God. So understand the concept of stewardship properly. Now you don't own your own body. There is nothing that you have. Everything is from him and they belong to him and you are only a trustee. You are what? A trustee. A steward. Please understand that one. When you see your brother or sister going on the speed lane and you know he's going to crash, tell the person, hold on, you are a steward. You are what? A steward. Stop all this nyanga that you are doing. You are a steward. If we understand that one, that's may not or that may be the only thing that we need to understand when it comes to our work in the kingdom. It is a company of stewards who are grateful for what the Lord has done for them and who have chosen to do that which he wants them to do. When you are in that state, whatever thing you do for God will yield profit. Amen.
So you can give all the money you want to give, but if it is there to please people, then you have missed out of that thing completely. So if I were you, I will write some, somewhere in my Bible, maybe the first page somewhere boldly, I am a steward in the kingdom of God. I am a steward. So as soon as you open your Bible, you should see it. And put it boldly written on paper and paste it by your bed towards your head area. Or maybe directly opposite your head. When you lie down, you'll see it. I am a steward. Remind yourself that you are a steward. You are a kingdom steward. It's expected of you that you be faithful. Ask yourself every time, am I really being faithful? Am I doing what the Lord really wants me to do? Now, let's go to Philippians chapter 2. <laughs> and verse 19, please. 19. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. Go ahead. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Take note of that statement. I have no one like-minded who will sincerely, I have no one, all the people around him. He said he had no one like-minded, someone like that fellow, and who also thought like him, who will sincerely care for your state. So many will mill around you, but they don't really care about your state. And I say, steward, do you really care? Do you really care? Now go on. For all seek their own, not the things which are Christ Jesus's. They do what? Pastors are seeking their own. Evangelists are seeking their own. People in their so-called five-fold ministries, they are seeking their own. They are seeking the applause of men. They are seeking whatever money that will come from what they are doing. They are, everything they are talking about is themselves. Church members are also seeking their own in their respective corners of work. So a cell leader is seeking his own. He has gotten a kingdom of ten people. And he issues instructions with ten faiths. Sit there. When I say sit, you sit. Are you hearing me? This is not this, not church. This is cell. I'm the president here. Ah, uh-huh. the bishop of the cell. He is also collecting his own respect, whether it is genuine or fake. <laughs> the motive, the motive behind. The work that many people do in the kingdom is nothing but self. And that is what he's talking about. For all seek their own. Not that they are looking for their brothers, their own brothers or sisters, but that which will please them. Their comfort. Their benefits. That's what they are looking for. That's what they are looking for. Very early in, uh, in the Christian faith, uh, I heard from very eminent um, man of God, very, very popular man of God, a man that I was privileged to work with. And he said, a pastor closed from service. This was somewhere in the 80s, that's when it happened. And they also had closed from service, they were driving home, and they saw the man had parked his car on the side to buy bread. And as they brought the bread, he opened the boot of the car and picked money. It's from the offering. And gave, paid for. So, the bishop was very angry. <laughs> and in my own heart, I asked myself, why are you angry? Is it your money? 
He's the one that got his money from church and he spent the thing on bread. Bread. He has forgotten that some people walked distances before they got to the place. And that was all that they had. People's blood is what you are using to buy, to buy bread. My august beef was this. You didn't even, you have not sat down to count the money to do proper recording. The money is in the sack, the sack, like this one that, uh, no, where is that one? The other one that you, you, you used to collect money. So as soon as the monies are collected, everything stays into the boot of the pastor. I want you to have proper understanding. So you begin to place some value where, on where you are. You go and finish it. My wife told me about a couple when um, they, after Sunday, some good seed will come from church. They are going to a place where they can have some lunch. Have what? Lunch. With the money of the people. These are owners of the church. They are what? Owners of the church. They are not stewards. They are owners. These are church owners. The church is their property. So they do anything they want to do without any, any accounting or responsibility towards anybody. It, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. If that's the reason why you want to be a pastor, I better change. One, it won't be this place because we will sack you five times in a day. Five times. You receive one letter that is sacking you from being a pastor, another one sacking you from being, another one sacking you. will so sack you that you may even sack your wife. <laughs> Praise God. Is that lady? For all seek their own, not the things which are Christ. It is required in stewards by a man be found faithful. Go ahead. But you know his proven character. That's a son with his father, he served with me, not served me, he served with me in the gospel. Go on. Therefore, I hope to send him at once, as soon as I see how it goes with me. Looking for someone to send to take care of the church, he surely was looking for a faithful steward. A faithful steward. Can you imagine that uh, you send someone to the village to go and pastor church, you will not go. If by the grace of God an opening comes somewhere in Europe and you want someone to go, that person will bring you a bribe. Eh? When I became director of foreign missions, somebody sent me dollars from his station. I said, what did this man see in the night? Apparently, the information had gotten to him, and all the people in foreign missions, their files and their reports will pass through my table. So he wanted to bribe me ahead of time. So anything that I will see, you know, I will condone. You don't do things like that with me. It's, it's better you don't give me the money. I will chop the money, sincerely speaking. <laughs> but I don't know you. I don't. I don't know you. I don't know you. I was lecturing somewhere. Some students gathered and went to my wife to ask my wife if uh, per adventure uh, she could have give them some information about the questions I was setting. <laughs> and she told them, you are, you are working with the wrong man. That man you are working with now can set his questions in the night just before the day you are writing the exam. So forget it. Even if you see something on his table, ignore it. I was like that. When you are wrong, you are wrong. You deserve zero. There's nothing like, let's give him half. No. Zero. <laughs> if all of you fail and one person passes, I thought. That's why that one person passed. It has been like that with me for long, even before I met Christ. When I met him, the thing just became something else. You don't do things that way. Now listen. People may not like you, but please God. If a man's will pleases God, 
he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Just please God. Do what God wants you to do. Forget about me. Me, we, we are together, we laugh, we smile, we talk and do everything. When it comes to work, no. One woman told me, I've seen that you have two faces. I said, it's not only two, about three of them. He said, your face on the altar is different from the one I see at the office. Oh. That woman wounded me. That was in Benin City. He said, on the altar, you are too serious. We come to your office. She was shocked when he got to my office and I said, I stood up and put a seat for her. Please sit down. How are you? He said, you don't have to answer my, my question. How are you? What is the meaning of how are you? That one is not nothing now. How are you? Yes. You tell me you are fine. Now I want to find out how fine you are. That's where you know whether I have one face or four. But the important thing is this. Let's draw a line between this, your kingdom service, and that of relationship with people. Your stewardship, you account for it before God. No matter what you do, it's not your name, it's not your title, it's not where you come from, it is that you are counting. You are counting, you account to God concerning your stewardship. So you are the one sweeping this place with joy. With excitement. I was married and I had children. I was sweeping the church. It wasn't a rug like this. It was dusty church. Dusty. It was what? Dusty. That was why I was sweeping. Early in the morning, I left the college building and came to leave. I rented one, uh, two chamber and hall. We call it, um, we call it what? Chamber Hall in a face-to-face -face apartment. No face-to-face? -face. One room here, one room there. We are facing. There's a corridor. And then that's how we're, you know, we're, I rented one like that. With a single toilet for the whole house. That's why I went. I wanted to work for God in his house. So I would sweep that one, then run back to the house to go and have my bath and come to church. But with joy. I've told you here before. My pastor's office, I was going to sweep in the place. Until one day he caught me. Now, the important thing here is this. You should... Praise God. Sorry for the interruption, but it was a very important one. You are a steward. Be faithful. Please God. Be single-minded. So when we are looking for someone to go somewhere, you'll be the one who will pick. Every pastor looks at his people. Don't you may be very close to a pastor. It doesn't mean that you have automatic access to any responsibility that you're not qualified for. And if you get close to a pastor, work hard. Work hard. <laughs> work hard. So, so that you don't take the man for granted. Now, because the one who will ask for you to account for your stewardship is God. It is not your pastor. The one who made you a steward is the one who will promote you. He will assess you and see the work you are doing. So every one of us here, whether you have been assigned to a particular office or not, you have an assignment before God. Praise God. 
And so be careful. He said, have you seen his character? Oh, Subaya, Timothy, or war. Sa Subaya, you bet to me, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going Get to that point where your leaders will have confidence in you that you can stand in for them anytime, anywhere. And you will do that one with much credit unto the Lord. Your colleagues may not like you when you become very firm and, and, and stern concerning issues. But I forgot about them. There's someone higher up there who is watching you. He is the one by whom all actions are weighed. So you can't afford to misbehave. I hope to send this man at once as soon as I see how it goes with me. This is Timothy, my son. There is none of like mind. I like that one. This is serious accreditation that God is saying that this man is qualified to be promoted to any level. It's not surprising, therefore, that as a youth, he became the bishop of a big church. I have told you in this church over and over again, I don't really care much about who came first and who came last. We want to see those who are fruitful. So if you've been here for a longer period, make sure you are relevant. You are what? Relevant. A steward must be relevant. If you're not relevant, why do we have to gamble with the future and destiny of a place like this? Trying to see if you can make it or no. No, no. You should be able to make it. Amen. You should be able to. Every one of you here is endowed with great insight into God's word. But the word of God that you don't practice is as useless as that which you have on the dunghill. But if you are a practitioner of God's word, a doer of the word of God, there's no how you cannot be a good steward. Oye nyankopon kesuni oshenene maso including your life. So don't ever make that statement that I hear people make. It's my life. You don't have any life. It's my own life. Leave me to to handle the way I want. Don't let them handle the way they want. Because when they fall, you'll be the one to lift them up. Don't let them. Tell them you don't have any life outside that which Christ is living in you and you don't have ownership over that one. Nobody owns a church. Nobody. My church, my church, my church. Sometimes for convenience, the way of expression, you will say, Okay, I, my church, to say this, that's where I attend service. But not with that ownership pomposity. If you know, and because me a me a Oh, you need to know Muslim. No, I said, I call Brefren Abbe Steward. A steward must have great respect for the owner of the item or the commodity or the situation that he's overseeing. Have great respect. Look at how he has served with me. He had great respect for Apostle Paul, who was a servant of the one who had called him also. Great respect. So, 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 so you can't be in church and say, okay, if I give, these pastors will get food to eat. If I don't give, they will now understand how it is. You're a liar. In case you don't, let me tell you something. 
if you ask all the pastors who are here, you will discover that what they live on to a very large extent comes from outside. I'm telling you. What they live on to a very large extent comes from outside. You have been blessing them. But if you go to check, you will discover that those who bless them, majority of them are outside. It doesn't mean that you are not blessing them, but you are not the only person. The one who appointed them has people everywhere that he can command to be a blessing. He said, I have sent the ravens. I have done what? I've sent the ravens to come and give you food. So don't do whatever you are doing because of any pastor. Don't do it. And don't neglect what you are supposed to do because of any pastor. It is you and God who has blessed you with your life and with whatever you, have, you think you possess. You hold them in trust. If you have that understanding, you will do things that will please him at all times. And you will keep on doing it because you want to please the one who has sent you. Jesus said, the one who sent me has not left me alone because I do always the things that please him. Always. So he could not withhold his life from him. He couldn't. He had to let go his life so that God's purpose would be established. He had the power to have sent fire upon some people. He refused to use it. When you are a proper steward, you will never allow yourself to use certain graces God has given to you for your own advantage. You know, sometimes when people misbehave, some thought will come through my mind. Why don't you curse them? Do you have any curse? Do you have any power? When we were young in the faith, we, we were doing that. Oh, we're doing that. Well, you misbehave, I deal with you in the night. You wake up in the morning, you're a different person. We were going through scriptures, looking for scriptures to use against people. And I have plenty of them. Plenty. But I came to understand the love of God that brought me from darkness into light. There's nothing you gain if you have any power at all. And begin to use that one against people. You won't last. You will never last. Your, 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 your kingdom will crash. One, one broad, broad daylight, broad daylight, afternoon, everybody will see you. It will crash like that. And it will begin to wonder, why is this man? We had of him about three weeks ago. We are no more here. You, Bishop Oedipo um, says, you are alive, but you have no address. You are not dead, but you have no address. You are missing from the scheme of things of life because you arrogated upon yourself the power to do and undo. But it is God who raises one and brings down the other. He's the one who kills and makes alive. It is not you. Yours is to serve. Rescue those who are perishing. That is one thing that we know about ourselves. Rescue those who are perishing. Don't drown them, but rescue them. At the peril of your own life, bring them out of darkness and bring them to the kingdom. Let God look at you and be excited and be able to say concerning you, well done, my son or my daughter. Hello? There were many that came before Timothy, but he was able to single himself out. I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Can we have the passion translation of that one? I want to see how it looks like. I'm beginning to fall in love with that passion. Mm, passion. Is that the one? And I'm trusting in my Lord to return to you. Oh. Oh. Who is that steward? Verse 20, verse 20, please. Timothy is like no other. 
He carries the same passion for your welfare that I carry in my heart. The same passion. Oh, who is this person now? I ask you for 20. Very good. He carries the same passion for your welfare that I carry in my heart. So, Paul was seeing himself in Timothy. Can you truly represent the kingdom anywhere you go? The kingdom of God? Can you? Sincerely? Can you forego some convenience and do kingdom things because it is your father's business? Can you do that? Your stewardship must stand before you, decorated by you and by the things that you do and think. It is required, the steward, that a man be found faithful. First, accept that you are a steward. Accept that you've been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ and that you don't own yourself. Accept that there is nothing you have that didn't come from above. There is nothing we have that didn't come from him. So if everything came from him, then why are we boasting with what we have? Why are we struggling giving out what we have? Even tithe that they say pay. Some of us say we will not pay. Tithe. We finish the money before we remember there's a tithe to pay. Tithe. It is a debt you must pay. That one you don't give, you pay it. So winning is a responsibility, a charge that he gave to us before he left. A charge. How much attention do we give to that charge? How much commitment is there? So a faithful steward is very committed. One, he places value on his leader, the one who assigns him. Two, he's very committed to the assignment. Very committed. You remember Esther? I'll go. If I perish, I perish. Mordecai had made Esther to understand that she was in that palace as a steward. He said, who knows whether you were brought into the palace for such a time as this. But remember, if you don't do anything, God shall deliver his people. And you and your family will perish. He made her to realize that she was there, not as a queen, but as a steward. And she had to put her, her, her life on, on the line. I will go. If I perish, I perish. You can't stick your neck out for God and get your neck or your head removed. He will always keep you. He will always do what? Keep you. Those three Hebrew boys, they told the king without any, any, in fact, to me, I say without respect. Others I will say, with due respect, my Lord. There was nothing like that. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. They didn't even address him as king. Nebu, we, we do what? We are not careful to answer you in this matter. Hey, you know the fear, this king who could order your that your head be removed from your body like that. He said, we don't care. We know that our God will not disappoint us. In the event that he decides not to save us, we will say no about. I love that one. They gave to him his sovereignty. In the event that he decides not to, we are still stewards. We will go ahead. How many of us will do that? And because God will never let down his faithful ones, before they got in there, he was there. You know, they said the fourth person, 
He was there before they got there. They would have died. But he was fourth in their counting because they counted three before they pushed them there. And then they saw another person, so they fourth. It's allowed. But he got there before them. When he got there, he changed the environment. There was fire, but that fire was a color. It was just uh, cosmetic. It was what? Just cosmetic. What was inside, there was some AC at work. So what the fire did was to first set them free from the, from the bands. When it, that one was done, it was finished. First killed those people and then removed the bands and then it was now around the periphery while the AC was working in the middle. Because they couldn't even smell smoke on them. That's a different environment altogether. This person who has made you a steward is good enough to ensure your safety and your progress at all times. So when you are giving out your money, when you are giving out your time and your talent and whatever you carry for this kingdom work, do so with joy and with expectation that the one who has called you is also faithful. Is what? I believe you must have heard from me before that one scripture that I love so much is that one. Faithful is he who has called you, who also will do it. Don't you like that one? It gave me some extra energy to serve you. Faithful is he who has called me, who also is faithful. He is faithful to do it. He will do it. What he has said I should come and do, he will do it. So who am I? I am just there to see people commending me for doing what I didn't do. <laughs> Where is that one? First Thessalonians chapter 5. Where is it? Can you get it for me? Faithful is he who has called, who also will do So your stewardship is not in vain. Forget about danger. When you appear, danger disappears. Forget about failure. You can't fail. And forget about being late. You cannot be late in whatever you are doing. You have given your life to him. You have given your life to him. You have given your cause to him. You have given everything to him. God is faithful to keep you until the end. Yeah, the one who calls you by name is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. He will do it. So you don't have any business. Yours is to say, I'm here. I'm what? Here. Abraham is a here am I. I'm going to have a covenant with you, and he went down already. Covenant settled. He has no business with anything. Give me your son. He said, Here you are. Carry, carry go. Was he not afraid? If the one who said the covenant is going to run, run through this boy wants to kill him, let him kill him now. It is, is it my covenant? It's his covenant. He had come to understand this God and how faithful he was that he was ready to do anything for him. Get up, circumcise people. He got up, circumcise everybody. Friends, the understanding of stewardship this is just an introductory teaching I'm doing. Will put you on the high pedestal of glory. Steward. Uh, but one thing that you will experience is that people will insult you. They will call you names. Mumu. You know what they call Mumu? You know Mumu? Are you sure? Uh, they call you a man of names. A man of names. Let them call you names. It is the name that Christ calls you that is more important. What anybody has to say is not important. Settle yourself with God and do his bidding at all times. Let your life speak nothing but the kingdom. Go to any length to ensure that God's work is done. Be relevant everywhere you turn. Many people who are not Hallelujah. 
Yami or Dauntin or Frewo. Now, all share and my own say. Hallelujah. You know, I believe very much in the overtaker's anointing. What anointing? The overtaker's anointing. That some people have gone ahead of you that's in your last. At all. What did Elijah do? He sent Ahab and his chariots to go ahead. Chariots were driven by horses, not by men. And when the man had gone ahead, the overtaker's anointing came upon him. He gathered his loins like they began to run. And ran not ran the chariot and got to the city before they did. Is anything too hard for God to do? When they got admission, you didn't get. And they said anything, all manner of things about you. But you have that grace of God because of stewardship to overtake. Some are married already. You have not seen anybody even coming for you. Not late. Your stewardship is going to answer for you. Hallelujah. There is that anointing in stewardship. You overtake those who have gone ahead. You overtake to recover. And the glory of God will be seen upon your life. Tell someone you are a steward. Be faithful. And be committed. Trust in the Lord. You will not see shame. In the name of Jesus Christ. Your stewardship in the kingdom will not go unrecognized. The Lord will keep on blessing you all around in the name of Jesus. Rise to your feet and give thanks to the Lord for that which you have received this night. Give thanks to him and tell him, Lord, that I may have proper understanding of the steward's life and the grace to be a steward after the order of Timothy with good character committed to the cause in the precious name of Jesus Amen